Welcome to Daring to Be Happy with Leela B, the podcast that invites you to show up, play big, be courageous, and inspire you that through meditation you can find peace and live happy. Hi, I'm your host, Leela B, and yes, I really am a modern day monk. But to be honest, I'm not all that different from you. I'm still subjected to the chaos that's part of a busy life and world. I'm far from perfect, and I've got plenty of issues. But I've found a way to be happy anyway. So welcome to Daring to be Happy. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Remember that you can qualify for a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by going to leelab.life forward slash audible. My guest today is Padma Sundari. She is a meditation teacher from Mexico but now lives in Norway and she has been on a journey of self-discovery through choosing for happiness and learning how to choose for happiness. She's also a mum to her nine-year-old son Khalid and has been a solo mum for much of her son's life and I'm looking forward to finding out today how meditation has supported her in her life both with parenting and re-establishing her life in a different country and culture. So welcome Padma. Oh, thank you. Cool. Now that's quite a different name you've got, Padma Sundari. What does it mean? Um, it means the beautiful lotus. The beautiful goddess. The beautiful goddess, the beautiful lotus, the beautiful treasure. Ah, lotus treasure. Cool. Yeah. Wow. And did you, when you received that name, did that feel like a fit for you? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Have you grown into it? Do you think? Well, I think uh, the name is about a little bit of um, transformation. Mm -hmm. And I I would say that's been my journey of finding happiness. And yeah, I think now it's more like, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, for sure. So let's go to kind of the start of that transformation. What was your life like? In the previous episode of your life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm from a very small town in Mexico. Yeah. And I was was at this point where I was um, looking for love, really. Mm -hmm. And I was a bit into experiences with substances and, you know, some shamanic stuff um, around it. And so I was, like, reading a blog in a web page... And suddenly I just saw this link to the meditation course. And so I went to a talk about it and I just was like, oh, well, this is probably something for me. I was not really like um, alternative or anything. It was just curiosity, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was a bit on and off in my journey with meditation. But I think... I was just like looking for for happiness really like looking for what was for what for me is happiness mm-hmm. because uh at that moment I was still studying mm-hmm. finishing uh university but I was like just following the the recipe it was just like okay now I have to um, finish school, then get a job, yeah. then um, get a husband mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and have a family. And I think that's the end of the story because the fairy tale says that after that, you, you're you happy forever after. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I know that story well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too at that point. And so I did. I, I finished school and I was just like looking for for a family, really. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got a boyfriend and I got pregnant. And... And there was, there came a point where I realized that that was not the life I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. I was not happy, really. And I was very young, too. How old were you? I was 21, yeah. 22. And so what happened was that I really had to, to decide for, for what way I wanted to, to really follow. Mm-hmm. So um, I decided to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like like the first thing I really did for my happiness. Right. Like to own like my decision of being of being in a situation that I choose to be in. I mean, I chose to be in all the other situations too, but this was a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. Uh through towards that that uh that happiness I was looking for. So suddenly I just saw myself into this new role in my life and and I was feeling really broken. I was really uh, with lots of judgment about being a single mom, about like I had this little baby in my hands and I was like experiencing lots of love and, and unconditional love that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really feel like a good example for that baby. Yeah. Like, I was just like, no, wait. I don't know how this is going to end up. <laughs> and uh, so I think that I really wanted to feel good, happy, grounded, uh, mature enough. And and I was open for it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was directing my journey towards doing this meditation retreat because I learned meditation but I wasn't really into it I was like um, I knew it it worked at the beginning for me I found peace with it it was a bit like wow this is different but still I was not so focused into into it into my practice Mm -hmm. but I knew it worked yeah so I decided to, to do this um, retreat where where I knew I was going to get fixed somehow <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or something, because that's what, that was what I, I was really looking for. Yeah. But no, the truth is that I, I didn't need to be fixed. Yeah. I, I just needed to realize that all those concepts around my life and mm-hmm. around being a single mom and around me were just that concept and judgments yeah. around it. And that, that was the difficult part or what in that moment seemed bigger. And so after meditating for three and six months, it was, it was just happiness mm-hmm. what was left. Were you able to take your son with you on retreat? No, because I was uh, in Mexico and the retreat was in Spain. So I literally left everything. Like, mm-hmm. I had a really cool job. I'm a former engineer. And I was at the moment uh, 
like life was externally good. Yeah. Um, but my son stayed with my parents, mm-hmm. and so it was very very cool because um, I explained everything. Uh, you're gonna stay here, and so we created this um, calendar in the wall. Yeah. And. We draw this um, airplane taking off in the day I left, and this airplane uh, landing in the day I was I was arriving, and and he had it really clear that uh, mom is gonna be away so and so, and she's gonna come back, mm-hmm. and uh, that yeah. made it easier. Yeah. How old was he when you did that? Um, he was four. Wow. Yeah. And did you think he noticed any difference in you as a result of kind of? really going for it with this practice? I don't think kids care about all our judgments and <laughs> <laughs> beliefs, really. <laughs> I mean, when we are young, we are just happy, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say that the, the problem was mine. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when I came back, because I... I this was a six months course and I did a block of three months first and the first time I came back he we we just had a different relationship. Mm-hmm. We we didn't take for granted each other. Yeah. Because we were away. And so the relationship became closer. Mm-hmm. It was like, Oh, I, I didn't have you but I have you now. Yeah. And so it was just an explosion of a higher level of love yeah. or something like that. I missed him and I I had these thoughts about I left him there. Mm. But I had a real, a, a clear goal. Mm. I, I wanted to to do something that I knew uh, works. Mm-hmm. I wanted to close my eyes. I wanted to find who I was. and And to me that was key in my life mm. because I knew that uh, I could I could be a better version of me mm-hmm. with my kid yeah and uh, and it happened yeah and whatever you did for yourself was only going to be of benefit to yeah. your, your family yeah yeah definitely yeah definitely yeah so what type of person were you beforehand did you experience a lot of stress and pressure from the outside world? Yeah, I think when I became, I decided to be a single mom. Mm. I did experience like lots of outside judgment. Yeah. Because society was like that or the, the society I was uh, in contact with mm-hmm. at that moment. You know, I was like this intelligent girl that was doing great at school and it seemed that at that moment that was all that mattered Mm. and suddenly I took some decisions that that made me end up in this situation that was not ideal Mm. from different points of view yeah sure yeah but to me I mean it is what I needed to happen because I needed a reason I was just like lost in 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 the world basically. Mm. Mm. So yeah, your son was a, a huge gift to you. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Cool. So the question I really love asking people is that first time that they sat down and learned to meditate, 
that first course or tool or technique that they learned. Did you experience like a big kind of wow moment or was it something that kind of was more subtle and was it more of an, a subtle undercurrent of, you know, things started to look and appear a bit different? Which was it for you? Well, I think it was very contrasting for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think from from having so much in my head into realizing that I can be still. Mm. I can experience peace. Yeah. I think that was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we experience this, right, when we are kids. We are born just experiencing. Mm-hmm. But we just forget. And I didn't know I, I had forgotten. I remember I had, I was like, maybe still 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like this full-on kid that wanted everything. That would just like be super happy, present, alert, and passionate. And and I forgot. And so meditation gave that back to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it does. But I also discovered that something that I need to prioritize Mm -hmm. because I can forget. Yeah. Like I did because I learned how to meditate and then I was just like, on and off in my practice and then I was like wait there's something that needs to be addressed and and I think is that the commitment with the practice and with myself really yeah how did you do that how did you start to increase that commitment like in a practical sense I, I, I just meditated every day yeah yeah so did that start to like was it kind of self fulfilling like the more you meditated the more you wanted to meditate the easier it was to create the time and the space and the schedule to meditate yeah definitely yeah yeah it, it is like that because imagine especially when you're working and you're parenting you don't have a lot of time yeah definitely you don't <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and I mean this is the this is like a common objection I'm sure you hear it from students yeah as well like how do you carve out that time well, yeah, I just did. I mean, in my in my in the city we were living in Mexico, there there were virtually no teachers. Mm-hmm. But when there was a, a meditation meeting, yeah. I would bring my kid, my baby, mm-hmm. and he would be sleeping, or maybe he would need to play a bit or something, and I would meditate there with him, mm-hmm. no matter the situation, because sometimes he would be just like every five seconds, mom. <laughs> but I would be there just like hey yeah I'm closing my eyes and and, and so he got used to to be in that environment yeah yeah but what I prioritize I mean it was not a reason for me not to do it yeah you didn't make it a barrier yeah exactly yeah and I think it's also important to briefly mention that particularly on the on the six-month course that we've both completed you don't have to leave your children at home if you have children. Some parents have been able to bring their children with them as well, and it's a really um, inclusive environment for that. And yeah. we've got, you know, some around us at the moment, and I love the 
it's awesome the energy and the innocence that the children bring to the retreat because they're just so awesome and they just embody everything that we as adults are trying to get back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I want to be that innocent. <laughs> but I think it's so amazing for them that it becomes so, in a way, normalised to that and to meditation from such an early age. And, yeah, I'm sure your son has no problem, like, if you're sitting down on the couch with your eyes closed, he knows what's going on, yeah. he knows this is mum's time. <clears throat> he knows how to meditate now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he learned maybe when he was five or something. Yeah, because yeah. he wanted to know what you were doing or...? Well, uh, one day we were just like on our way to one of these meditation meetings and mm. I was driving and he was in the back seat and then he said suddenly, hey mom, I think I'm ready to learn how to meditate. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he did. Yeah, did you teach him or did you get someone no, else? No, I to... was not a teacher then. Yeah. But um, somebody else did. So he yeah. asked a teacher to, yeah. to. Yeah. So will he sit down and close his eyes with you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute, really. <laughs> they, just, they just need like very, very short time meditating. But I think the beautiful thing about it, and he doesn't see it that way, but I think it's a real gift that the kids learn how to stay innocent, mm. how to stay present. Mm. Imagine if, if we just never forget. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a to me it would have been a completely different life. Yeah. And I mean they're still gonna have the same experiences growing <laughs> up and becoming adults and it's not going to protect them from experiencing challenges or hardships or stress. But they're going to have such a big head start on, on how to manage that and how to remember and come back to that innocence and purity that, that we all started with. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. It is. It is. I, I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> So what would you say is the biggest impact learning to meditate has had for you in your life? I think it's um, finding the courage, but more than that, the real desires that are in me. Mm -hmm. Not dictated by society or anybody else, mm -hmm. but to be true with who I am by knowing who I am. Yeah. So what is your ultimate desire? Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Contentment. And it's very cool because I arrived to my meditation weekend course wishing for peace. Mm-hmm. And I do experience peace, but it's always an increasing experience. And um, yeah, if if someone wishes for happiness, it's, it's like you can have a small amount of happiness, but guess what? There's more, mm. and it is like that. Yeah. So I do I do want peace, and I do want contentment. It doesn't mean I don't have it now. 
but it's just cool to to have a goal yeah to have a yeah mm. there's like an infinitely increasing amount available of peace contentment happiness it is yeah yeah you can never run out no <laughs> i said you can never run out of you can air. never reach the peak <laughs> no no i don't know if there's a peak <laughs> even cool and how has your life changed because you now live in Norway, right? Yeah. Which is a wee way from Mexico. It is. It's quite a contrast, I imagine. It is. <laughs> it is a huge contrast. As I said at the beginning, I was like, just looking for, like, when I was young, I was just looking for this next thing to do, right? And a big thing for me was always a partner. Mm-hmm. And so every time I would meet someone... And someone, someone would be like nice to me, and like to, I, I would just start thinking about, oh, this person, I can, uh, maybe we can start a relationship, and mm-hmm. and we can get married and have children, mm-hmm. and you know, all those. So your mind would run off into the future instantly and imagine what yeah life could look like with this person. With this person, yeah. and just by by nothing, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just by a saying look. hi. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that was really funny because I, I never had the certainty that I was sure that that would arrive. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, what happened was that when I stopped looking for that, I found it. I found someone that was willing to go for everything with me. I, uh, one day I just realized I was falling in love and I was like, what the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't looking for it. It just happened. And it turned out to be a Norwegian. A Norwegian? A Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A Norwegian woman. Exactly. That must have been quite a surprise. It was a, it was a big surprise because yeah. I didn't even know that was possible for me. Yeah. And it was very beautiful just to experience love with no judgment. Mm-hmm. But it was also a big a big journey to to actually decide to go for it. Mm-hmm. Because it it didn't fit in my head. Yeah. Was your ego mind freaking out? Oh, yeah. Going, oh, my God, this I'm having these feelings for another woman. Yeah, it was exactly like that. Yeah. There came a, a moment where it was like, what's going on? <laughs> but but again, it, it, it turned out to be choice. Mm-hmm. If I wanted happiness. I mean, I didn't know what, what how it was going to look like. I mean, I just knew that I was in love. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that she also was afraid. Mm-hmm. And so I just ex- experienced this magnet that just kept me there. And it, it felt great. It felt authentic. Yeah. And that was like the experience I was looking for mm. with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool 
to actually have that in my life. Mm. And do you think if you hadn't had meditation and you had found yourself in that situation, it would have been a lot harder to deal with or accept or, or be willing to go with it and allow yourself to fall in love with her? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Because it required lots of clarity yeah. and courage. Yeah. So in meditation environment like like the one I'm part of, um, support and guidance guidance is always available. Mm. So it required for me to make sure that that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And with help and guidance of my fellow meditation teachers, teachers and, yeah. it wouldn't have been as smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and because you're both meditation teachers, you have this ability, or you're able to experience, I should say, a really conscious and awake relationship. How is that different to your previous relationships? Well, the difference is our relationship is based on the way we prioritize peace. Mm-hmm. And that's, that makes such a difference. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's everything, really. So you're not looking for or seeking fulfillment and happiness from that other person? No. No, it's not like that. Yeah. I was already happy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's just the cherry on top. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it is very beautiful to to have someone to share the journey with. Mm. And someone that is, like, really supporting you. Mm -hmm. And it's both ways, really. Mm. And I think it's the... It's one of the best things that I've ever experienced. I really, I really feel fortunate, and, and I mean, she's amazing. I don't think I can be anywhere else better. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <It is. laughs> so we have a little segment of the show called okay. The Playful Questions. Okay. <laughs> so just pretend there's some really playful, exciting music going on. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Uh, we're working on the jingle. Giovanna said he'd make me one. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so the first very important question. These are very serious. Brace yourself. Okay. What is your favorite food? Mexican food. Ooh, any type of yeah. Mexican? Enchiladas. Enchiladas. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. I'm a taco girl myself. Oh, taco is cute. (laughs) That would be my second. Uh Good. And how do you find that actually now living in Norway? Is there much Mexican food in Norway? Well, I do my best to make Mexican food on Mm -hmm. my own. And um, I don't miss much, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I cook quite a lot Mexican. And there are some uh, good restaurants, too. So there are some options. Good, good. And what is your favorite conscious book or movie? Oh, 
I would say um, Cheat Happens by Narayan Shaya. Ooh, <laughs> great selection. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we will be able to get Narayan, the author of Cheat Happens, oh, on the show yes. sometime soon. Yes, please. <laughs> that would be great. What was it about that book that you enjoyed so much? Well, it's a very easy reading. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really like wisdom. Wisdom, yeah. Yeah, it's wisdom in it. So... I just enjoy the simplicity of how it describes the possibility of an inside journey mm-hmm. through questions and answers. Yes. And some of them are questions that I've wondered myself. Mm-hmm. So it's very like revealing. And really, it's just a guide to direct your attention inwards yeah. every time. So it's like a big reminder for me. Mm-hmm. But what a beautiful review. Yeah. Well, we'll put a link to that book uh, in the show notes. Cool. Uh, and what is your favorite place in the world? Well, I would say Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a big place. But um, I think the most charming place I've been is Patmos. Ah, in Greece. Yeah. yeah. It's very like, wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's an island, one of the many islands in Greece. Yeah. And you've really got to want to go there because it takes a bit of effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some plane and ferry. Yeah. And, yeah. You can't Tech, fly yeah. there. You've got to fly somewhere and then get a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I haven't made it there myself. I suspect I have sailed past it in a super yacht. Unawares, before I knew of its existence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I hope to make it there one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You must. Yeah. What brings you joy? Well, that's a difficult one. (laughs) Everything. Everything. That's what everyone keeps saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you experience peace, if you are still. Mm Mm-hmm. Joy is not outside you. Yeah. So it's it's easy then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep asking people and it feels starting to feel like a trick question. <laughs> Everyone just says everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what still trips you up sometimes? Or what do you still find a little bit challenging? I would say um, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Of yourself or of something else? What's... Well, uh, I want to refer to this experience where I've been in a new country, mm. like learning how to be there but... in a different culture. Yeah. So I would say that that triggers the idea to be accepted or, mm-hmm. or not yeah so i've seen that lately like really not as an issue but as an opportunity to choose to to be present mm-hmm. yeah so it's a for me it's a huge contrast yeah and to really find my place in the society is a, it's been a challenge yeah because how long have you been <clears throat> in norway now two years two years yeah and so, yeah, it's, it, it appears 
on the outside. I haven't been to Mexico or Norway, but they're quite different places with very different languages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's your Norwegian going? Well, it's uh, improving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so language is one of those, like, things that Mm. that one has to learn there. And, Yeah. and yeah. So it's just, like... Uh, quite a challenge Mm. Mm. yeah cool and what would be your parting piece of wisdom directed towards anyone who desires more peace or contentment or just to discover like more of who they really are what would you say to them well I would say do what uh, makes you happy. Mm-hmm. To me, it was up to a point a matter of trying different things, mm-hmm. do, doing different choices, until I realized that there was a part of me that knew knew where to go and yeah yeah and what choices to 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 make yeah. So following your heart rather than what your head says or thinks or... Well, you can do both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can, I mean, because uh, I think that's that's what we do. If, if That's what we do if we know how to do it. Mm-hmm. If we know how to follow our heart, we just do. I mean, why would we do something different? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't know how. I learned how. Yeah. And I learned meditation for that reason and it worked for me so maybe that's that's for people <laughs> to do i would recommend it but uh but if people are not interested in meditation mm-hmm. um well do what makes you happy yeah yeah hopefully if they're listening to this they are interested in meditation <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> otherwise they're really not gonna like this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> But no, I love that as well, that meditation isn't necessarily for everybody. So keep looking, keep trying, or try different techniques. It doesn't have to be what we use. Find the one that resonates for you, that has an impact for you. Give it a shot. Make a commitment. And if it's not feeding your soul, if it's not opening up your heart and allowing you to live from your heart try another one Mm, yeah 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 and then just keep doing those other things that bring you joy yeah definitely Mm. very cool oh wow thank you so much Padmas and Dari for coming along having a chat yeah thanks for the invite yeah I would like to praise you oh I'd like to praise you for new friendship because we've only just recently met here and just for your immense courage to to follow your heart to not compromise and for that desire to want to find <laughs> um you know, to find happiness, not just for yourself, 
but mm. for for your family, for your son, and you know to have a heart that's been open and willing to all opportunities mm. and to love in all forms, and for yeah just having the courage to to let yourself fall in love with who you fall in love with mm. and embracing new culture uh, and experience you know despite anything else mm, thank you so thank you it was a pleasure I loved noticing that before and after Padma Sundari made meditation a part of her life, her inner drive was always to pulling her towards putting love above all else, even at the risk of going against convention or at the risk of experiencing judgment from others. First in taking the courageous decision to raise her child on her own, and then later in entering a same-sex relationship. I want to thank you Padma Sundari for your courage and daring to be happy. If you'd like help experiencing more love in your life, don't forget to go over to leelab.life to download my free pink light meditation for healing relationships. And with that, I want to thank you as always for tuning in and listening and praise you for your willingness to show up, play big, be courageous, find peace and live happy.